Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the sunny, sunny city of Los Angeles, California. Hope you're having a great day. We have, you know, there's supposed to be like dead times in sports, right? Like, oh, I got to take that off, dead time in sports. And then there's times which, well, you have one topic, you have one topic. And one topic radio, uh, look, we're, we're in Play the Hits. This is a national sports radio show. I think it's the best national sports radio show during this time slot. Um, two other networks uh, believe the same. I know because I used to work for them and they wanted me to stay in such a time slot. And one thing I've learned, no matter where I've been, is, hey, man, play the hits. Talk about what everybody's talking about. The crazy thing about this uh June 7th, a Thursday afternoon. I'm going to get to the NBA Finals and what we saw last night. 
and how it's going to be misremembered. Like uh, Roger Clemens said, Andy Pennant misremembered him talking about steroids. It's going to be misremembered. Suddenly now, while it's still the lead, it's still a hit. So too is T.O. saying, oh, amazing. I'm in the Hall of Fame. So incredible. Hey, listen, induction ceremony. Nah, I'm I'm good. T.O. switching from uh, wide receiver to uh, <clears throat> defensive back before our own eyes. We'll get to that. Plus, uh, Julian Edelman suspended for PEDs. Well, you are absolutely wrong to think this is the Patriot way. But it is the way of some football players. Um, and then, of course, we have more discussions about Brian Colangelo, who <clears throat> mutually agreed to part ways. Right. He was fired today from the Philadelphia 76ers for his wife's multiple Twitter burner accounts. You've got to have a fall guy. He had a fall girl. It didn't work. But let's start with last night. I almost feel like Kevin Durant should have, after he hit that three-pointer from the parking lot, stood at midcourt like, um, what's his name, the star of Gladiator? Like Maximus? Max Russell Crowe in Gladiator? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Isn't that what that felt like? That was a kill shot. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? He hits it from, I guess, the same spot as Game 3 last year. Only, you know what, if you didn't hear me last year, let me take five steps back. And then let me hit this one. Now do you hear me? So there's a lot to get into. I, I love the arguments that I am I have with Nick Wright, which is, dude, I get it. LeBron's awesome. Okay, but, and LeBron was better in Game 1. KD was better in Game 2 and was better in Game 3. How do I know they're on the same court? I mean, it's the argument we make all the time for why the NCAA tournament is awesome or why a college football playoff is awesome. Frankly, why I wanted Central Florida in a true college football playoff. Why Central Florida is not as good as the big boys. They don't have as much depth. And if they had survived week one, they wouldn't survive week two. And if you had week three, it's the attrition that it takes to play in the big boy leagues. College basketball teams, to which there's only five guys, there's not as much attrition. We've always wondered, like, how would Gonzaga play in the Big 12 or the ACC or whatever? And the NCAA tournament gives us a, oh, I can judge who's better on the same, because they're on the same court. It's really hard to know how good the Cavs are or how good LeBron is because he's playing against inferior opponents. Right? Like, yeah, he lit up the Pacers, but Bogdan Bogdanovich was guarding him. Well, he had a rookie from the Toronto Raptors guarding him. The, the, the Boston, you're like, oh, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics didn't have their two best players. Imagine if you took Kevin Durant, you took Kevin Durant and Steph Curry off the Warriors. Take the two best players off of any team. Put them against LeBron James. And it's really hard to judge. Is he really that great? Or is he playing against inferior competition? And in game one, he was that great. In game two, he was not. In game three, he was really, really, really good. But he was not the best player on the floor. Unless there's something wrong with my television set. Like, well, you know, he's got he's got Steph Curry, who sucked. He's got Clay Thompson, who sucked. They, they just weren't good. 
you know, Clay gives good defensive effort. Steph hit the one big three where they left him wide open. Beautiful pass to steal the deal at the end of the game. Had a couple rebounds, a couple scrappy steals. Like, yeah, but like if you watch the game, and I think most of you did because you're a sports fan, Durant was better. And I don't know. It, it's always worked this way to me. Who's better in the finals determines who's better overall, right? Who's better in the second half and fourth quarter of the finals? And here we are seven games in, and Durant's been better, probably definitely better, five of the seven games. I would say relatively even slight edge to LeBron in the one in the loss last year. And LeBron was better in game one this year. And if you want to go supporting cast, that's fine. I'm not judging the supporting cast. I understand that LeBron can pass and they miss shots. I get that. And I think the the story of DeBrant and LeBron in the finals is a microcosm of the bigger story, which is this NBA finals. This finals is a direct parallel to something I talked about yesterday. The new movie Solo. It's Solo, a Star Wars movie. But it's not a Star Wars movie. Like, huh? Now, part of it is, there's so many Star Wars movies now. I mean, we went like 30 years without Star Wars. And then all of a sudden, Disney just starts popping them out. Like the Octomom pops out babies, right? I mean, didn't, wait, didn't we just have a... No, no, this is a different a side story. We had Rogue One. Then we had The Last Jedi. Now we got this one. You're like, eh. You know, do I need to go watch this? Is it part of the story? Like, no, it's kind of a background story of, is Solo a good movie? I don't know anyone who's seen the movie, who's not one of these complete Star Wars idiots, makes their wife dress up like Leia, has a Stormtrooper outfit that they secretly keep, does the, Believes they can move things with their mind. Look, dude, I love the movies, but it's just a movie, okay? The force might be all around us, but you don't have the force within you. With the exception of those people, anyone else who's seen the movie is like, yeah, it's a good movie. Which is the same thing with this series. Was game one a great game? Hell to the yeah. LeBron played as well as anyone I've ever seen play the game of basketball. That's how good he was. Um, and, uh, the Warriors found a way by getting an overturned call, something we had never seen in the history of the NBA finals, an overturned block charge call. Steph had the and one George Hill had a chance to give them a lead with four seconds to go. He chokes the free throw. J.R. Smith, you know what happens where you going, J.R. Nobody calls timeout. LeBron melts down the huddle. The Warriors win in overtime. That was an incredible basketball game. It was tough. It was hard fought. It had great play. It had big shot making. It had a missed free throw. It had guys not knowing time and score. It had everything. If you wrote a book about a basketball game, that's the one to write about. It had everything. And game two, though the Warriors kept the Cavs at arm's distance for the most part, it was just arm's distance. They weren't up 30. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a laugher. And, oh, yeah, you had Steph Curry hitting nine threes, something we have never seen before in NBA Finals. Last night's game was unbelievable. 
Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, two of the great shooters in the history of the NBA, couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. LeBron was good, but clearly gassed. JaVale McGee was really good for the second straight game. And the Cavs had a ton of energy early and were right there late. And Kevin Durant put the knife into their hearts and twisted it. This is going to go down, you know, go down historically as a sweep or as four games to one. And people will say, well, you know, LeBron didn't have Kyrie and they had three guys. And so it wasn't that much of a series. I don't know. Cavs could have won game one, could have won last night. All three were highly entertaining. Three historic things we had never seen before or things that matched up with history. Like, it was pretty unbelievable. But like Solo, because there's too many Star Wars movies, and this is round four, because Solo is not quite Star Wars, right? No Darth Vader, no Emperor, no Stormtroopers, some backstory. We don't even want to be, we don't even want to be like Star Wars. We don't even have that... Dun, 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 dun. Right? We don't even want to have the where the, you read things at the start of the, the movie, like, eh, kind of shot differently. It's just like this. It's Cavs Warriors, but there's no Kyrie. No Kyrie. LeBron's probably going to leave. It's just not the same. Solo's a good movie. This has been a good series. Kevin Durant was the best player on the floor last night. So, I was highly entertained. I don't know what more America is looking for. But I think sometimes we hold these previous series in such incredibly high esteem, right? Jordan's first series against against the Lakers. Kareem had retired. Worthy hurt his shoulder. I mean, even Jordan's famous up and under move, right? Goes to the right, brings down, goes to the left. Could have just dunked the ball with his right hand. Nobody jumped. We do know that, right? When we look back, we're like, oh, Jordan averaged 11 assists. And it was, it was, it was Jordan. It was historic. Jordan's first title. It's great. Sometimes we look back on things and we think they're greater than they are. This one we're going to look back on. This, this is, this is, this completely nullifies the argument though about Michael. Well, Michael Jordan was swept twice early on in his Bulls career. That LeBron's never been swept. Okay. Whether LeBron's swept or not swept, LeBron's played Really well. Incredible game one. Good. I mean, really good in game two. Not great. Not superhuman. Really good. And he was very good last night. He wasn't super. He was very, very good. He's not the reason that they lost. He's not. Jordan got swept three times. One time he, his team had won 30 games. They faced one of the all-time great Celtics teams at full strength. It was a best of five series. They lost in three games. He had 63 in game two, right? Oh, so when you look back on this series, highly competitive and the Warriors were slightly better when it mattered most in the fourth quarter. And right now for a second straight year, KD was better at winning time. Uh, I got more to tell you about Kevin Durant, why I think the intelligence of the best players in the NBA, not just LeBron, Durant included. Matter of fact, I want to get to it actually really quick. Remember how we talked about, well, LeBron, he's, I've heard people say he's got a photographic memory. He has a really good memory. Okay. A photographic memory is like 1% of 1%. It's like 
uh, July 26th, 1999. I was wearing a blue shirt. It was raining outside. It was about 70 degrees raining. I was in can't know how, like blah, blah, blah. That's a photographic memory. Not going back play by play. I want you to listen to what Durant said at the end of the game about that last shot. The detail to it and the part that's missed as to why he took such a deep three. When the shot clock is running down, I was from pretty far out. I just wanted to get a good look. I didn't want to run in there and shoot a bad shot and fall on the ground. They got numbers on the other way. So, you know, I decided to just pull up from there and felt good leaving my hand. Yeah. Now, look, he, he went back through play-by-play of different things, much like LeBron does, because they're both super bright. But it's also the idea of understanding it's not just the shot you take, it's yeah, you're going to leave the back end open. If you drive in there and you fall down taking a bad shot, also somebody else is going to try and rebound that shot. Now it's going to be five on three running the other way. I'm amazed at how people don't understand how smart some of these guys are, Durant included. I was entertained. NBA insider Chris Mannix is going to join us in a second. The road is the... Uh, the road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right, Chris Mannix joins the show. I'll get his thoughts on last night's game. His thoughts on Brian Colangelo being out of a job. What that means for LeBron James' near future. That's upcoming next. But first... Using True Car, you can easily find the car that you want. With True Price from True Car, you can avoid the confusion you encounter online by getting a great price you can count on before you even visit the dealership. Well, what's the worst thing in the world, right? You see a newspaper ad and you want to know the price and you walk in and you're like, yeah, but there's only one of those available. It's not no longer here. Then they start negotiating. You don't know what you're supposed to pay and you don't know what other people paid. Well, that's not the case with True Car. You you don't even really have to negotiate. They know that you know what other people paid for the car that you want. So they set their true price competitively. And on average, on average, people save $3,000 off MSRP. There are over 15,000 true car certified dealers nationwide. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car and you don't want to deal with the nonsense of, of, you know, bidding against yourself for a car, head to true car, check out their true price. You're going to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. With TrueCar, this is the easiest and smartest way to buy an automobile. Some features not available in all states. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Michael Thompson's going to join us next hour. Former Laker, former Trailblazer, current Lakers analyst. We'll ask him about his son. Mike couldn't hit a shot last night. Kidding. Um, Anthony Gargano is going to join us. Of course, uh, he works in Philadelphia. Lots of things happen in Philadelphia. Chris Mannix joins us. Yahoo Sports NBA insider. We'll get to that with him in a moment. You can also hear him on Fox Sports Radio every Sunday, noon to 3 Eastern time alongside NBA champion, Karan Butler, tough juice, as he's known. Chris, uh, your general takeaway from last night's Game 3? Um, you know, look, not surprising. Even when when Cleveland had a lead and was playing well in that first half, there was never any part of me that thought the Warriors were going to lose that game. I mean, even with Curry struggling and 
Um, you know, Clay Thompson didn't play his best. It just it just seems like Golden State just kind of bides its time sometimes and, and closes the show when they need to. And, and there you saw in the fourth quarter, Iguodala made stops, Steph Curry made a three, Clay Thompson made a three, and Kevin Durant was great. I mean, Doug, this is, this is just a mismatch. I know that the Cavs have been able to keep it close and at times during the series. And, you know, game one, who knows what would have happened if, if JR didn't do what he did. But uh, on paper, this was a lopsided series, and it's playing out that way to me. I don't. I I don't think it's been a lopsided series in reality, though. I mean, like you said, game one was in the was was in doubt up until four seconds to go. Even you know, I mean, it went to overtime. Uh, game two, obviously, uh, the the Warriors had at arm's distance, but it was still at least competitive. And now, yeah. last night was a hell of a game. It, it was it was good, but did you? I mean, did you think they were going to win? Like, I, I just didn't. It just never occurred to me that they would win win that game you're right like i mean nobody in the nba wins finals games by by 20 that doesn't happen so it's all in kind of context there but i just you know when, when durant made that three at the end of the first half and cut it to six after the the Cavs had played so well in that first half that was one of their better halves of basketball uh, in this playoffs um that to me just said look they're just gonna roll in that third quarter and look in the third quarter doug it was durant and javel mcgee in double figures and the, and the Warriors at one point led by five with just those two guys at double figures. It's just, you know, they're, they're just overwhelmingly better than Cleveland. Okay, so w- what does this do for you, for you as somebody who covers the league, uh, what does this do to your thoughts about Kevin Durant? You know, if you had asked me two years ago, and I've been thinking about this a lot, if you'd asked me two years ago what I would have said where Kevin Durant would be right now, I would have said he'd been at least a champion, maybe two, and you know, putting up some big numbers. I never thought he would be this impactful a player and this necessary a player for, for this team. You can make a pretty strong argument that without Kevin Durant on this team, this team doesn't win a championship last year. They don't get to the finals this year. Uh, he is, you know, I think, the most important player uh, on this uh, this uh, uh, Golden State roster, I mean, he's just had that big of an impact. So, I've, what what surprised me and, and has changed in me over the last couple of years is is just how important uh, Kevin Durant has become. Chris Mannix joining us from Yahoo Sports. Okay, so uh, Game Four, if it you know if it gets to where the Warriors have it in hand late. Do they take LeBron out? Does he get a standing ovation? Like, do we feel like this is his senior night and everybody waves goodbye? I don't think they do that. Um, you know, LeBron basically dictates when he wants to come in and out of these games anyway. So I don't, you know, I guess if it's a if it's a twenty five point game with four minutes to go, uh, they'd pull him, but not for 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 kind of those reasons. They just pull him because there's no sense leaving him out there on the floor and. And I don't know, like, you know, being around this Cleveland crowd a lot, I, I don't think a standing ovation is what they're going to give him. I think that a chant of, like, four more years is more likely to come from from, from that arena. So I, I think that's the, that, that's the strongest possibility because there's a, you know, look, there's a palpable tension, you know, in the city and around that team that, that we are looking at the last game for LeBron James. Okay, so today, Brian Colangelo and the Philadelphia 76ers mutually agree to part ways. In other words, they fired him, even though they say, hey, their, their investigations, they, oh, well, he had nothing to do with it. He had no knowledge uh, of, her, of her burner accounts. 
Okay, if, if he had no knowledge, why was he fired? Well, I mean, on the face of it, he was fired because the information he was you know, providing her, either wittingly or unwittingly, was in some ways inflammatory and in some ways you know, really sensitive stuff. I mean, the Markel Fultz stuff uh, was information that the public isn't privy to. Uh, the Julie Locafor stuff that was put out there is, is not something that's been uh, you know, publicly disclosed, um, you know, so that, that that's on the surface. But from my reporting, and I just filed on this, you know, over to Yahoo. Like my reporting has seemed to indicate that the Sixers, the, the, the ownership group, and the higher levels of the front office, they just couldn't separate what Colangelo did from what his wife did. In, in other words, they saw what his wife did as being kind of an extension of of him, and they just didn't think that that you could put Colangelo back in charge of this team. Forget about free agency and LeBron James and all those other names, the Sixers' big concern was putting Colangelo back in charge of this group and, and knowing that he and not being sure or, or feeling sure that he couldn't repair the trust that was broken between himself and this team. Okay. That's, it's, 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 it's fascinating. So David Griffin's a name that's bandied about uh, for a couple reasons. One, he's done a good job at two different places. Two, uh, LeBron James seems to like him, and they're in the LeBron James hunt, or at least we'd like to think they're in the LeBron James hunt. How likely is he to become their next general manager? Well, he should be a no-brainer. Um, and, and I don't know. Look, they're going to do a, uh, an extended search here. Um, for whatever reason, they're not in a big rush. Um, I, I disagree with that. I think the sooner the better you have a, a GM in place. Um, for, for both the draft and the and for free agency, it, it makes the most sense. But they're going to go through the motions. Mark Eversley is a name you'll hear from inside the organization. They'll interview him. Uh, the Sixers have been very interested in Mike Zarin in Boston, Danny Ainge's uh, top lieutenant in the past. I'm sure they'll talk to him. But David Griffin, Doug, it just, everything makes sense. Not only is David Griffin a championship GM, and people out there can say, well, he had LeBron James. David Griffin, with limited assets, put the pieces around LeBron James that enabled them to become a champion. That's first and foremost. But number two, he's also a real PR-savvy guy. He's a media guy, of course, as he is now. And having a guy like that in place, a well-liked, well-respected guy like that in place, would go a long way towards you know, sort of putting out some of the fires that are going on right now in Philadelphia. So... I don't expect them to do this in, in a, a few days or a week, but they really need to take the longest look at David Griffin because he just makes the most sense. Uh, give me one, two, and three, the most likely destinations for LeBron next year. I'm going to go one Houston, two Cleveland, and three Los Angeles, with two and three being really close. Hmm. The, the thing about Houston that, that strikes me as odd is uh, you know, who has the ball? Like, that's three ball-dominant guys, and they have to get rid of all of those other ancillary pieces, don't they? Some of them. I mean, they'll they'll happily move Ryan Anderson if they can. I mean, they've been trying to do that for, for a couple of years. Uh, Capella could be a tough pill to swallow, but again, they, they've, they've got some maneuverability there in the sense that Chris Paul is going to be a free agent. Capella can be a free agent. They can do some salary cap gymnastics so they don't lose as many people as it looks like uh, on paper. And as far as what you said about the, you know, the one ball thing, this is where I kind of put a lot of trust in, in Mike D'Antoni uh, to make things work. I mean, Mike D'Antoni went from being a guy that looked like he was going to be 
seven seconds or less less till the day he dies. All of a sudden, Houston, they're 22 seconds or less with you know James Harden having the ball in his hands. He's such a creative offensive mind. I think they could find a way to make it work with three ball-dominant guys. Okay. Um, I'm fascinated by it. Paul George, L.A. or where? <sighs> right now, I still think he goes back to Oklahoma City. I, I, you know, it, it, it's so widely assumed that he's gone. But when I talk to people in Oklahoma City, and, and we can take this for what it's worth because I'm sure they were confident about Kevin Durant, but th- there's a quiet, strong belief that they've got at least a really good chance at retaining Paul George. I mean, there are two big factors. The relationship with Russell Westbrook is really strong. I didn't know how strong it was until I started to explore it over the last month. But the relationship between those two guys is really good. Uh, and the other part is the money. And, and Paul George is now entering that kind of time in his career where money matters maybe a little bit more. A long-term five-year contract matters maybe a little bit more than it did when he was 23 or 24. So he's going to take meetings. Uh, the Lakers are going to be on his list. I think Philadelphia is going to be on his list. Uh, might be Houston as well. But I, I don't be surprised if he goes back to Oklahoma City. Great stuff. Chris Mannix uh, joining us. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Check him out Sundays, Sundays, from noon to 3 Eastern time with Karan Butler, Tough Juice, NBA champion. Uh, we may have a completed NBA Finals by then. Get you ready for the NBA draft and more, more than anything, the summer of LeBron. Great stuff, Mannix. Thanks for joining us, dude. Anytime, Doug. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. True price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So if it's a True Car, you'll enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Let's um, let's get Dan Beyer in here. What do you got, Dan? Apparently, it won't be the summer of Kevin Durant. Rachel Nichols of ESPN saying that she spoke with Durant this afternoon, and he says he'll opt out and resign with the Warriors. So maybe any drama that Kevin Durant could leave, at least that report saying he's likely to stick around. Of course, they have their game four, as you and Chris were just talking about, Friday in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. You guys touched on Brian Colangelo, so I'm going to touch on Julian Edelman, Patriots wide receiver, facing a four-game ban for violating the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. Well, Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens announced that he won't attend his induction ceremony in Canton, Ohio on August 4th. Owens declined the invitation, saying he will celebrate his induction at a different time and place. Tenth an American Sloan Stevens advanced to the women's final at the French Open with a straight sets victory over 13 seed and fellow American Madison Keys. Men's top seed Rafael Nadal won his quarterfinal match in four sets. He is on to the semifinals. In baseball, the Rockies lead the Reds 5-4, playing in the ninth inning in Cincinnati. Dodgers up on the Pirates 8-3 in the eighth. Twins just closed out the White Sox 7-2. Cards 4-1 up on the Marlins in the eighth inning, while the Cubs and Phillies dug scoreless in the fourth inning. Dan, why, why did T.O. say he's not going to attend his uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony? Um, says that it's a very memorable day, but he is going to celebrate uh, this great day at a different time and different place. What, is he going to have a destination wedding, a destination induction ceremony? <laughs> like he's sure. going to go to the Bahamas? I'm not like with, sure. Like, like with, with what? Maybe it's going to be uh, at his, you know, maybe what in Chattanooga. A-hole. I mean, just the worst. Cut him out of the Hall of Fame now. He's, we didn't. You didn't. We didn't want you in anyway. This is why we didn't want you in because nobody likes you. I, and and like, look, we've had opportunities to have him on radio. I've had him on before, and I told Ryan Music before, like, no, no, thanks, because it turns into him saying something stupid, like, but I can come back and play. Like, no, you can't. You've been on the market for more than half a decade, and no one has called. 
Like, just because you have good abs for a 40-year-old and you used to be a great wide receiver doesn't mean people should call you. Like, the, the balls of this guy. To, to go from, you know, we really don't want him in and nobody really liked him. He just was super productive. He was the first super productive. We throw, to, throw the ball more than run the ball wide receiver. I just... I, part, of, part of life is, in fact, a popularity contest. Part of life is getting along with people. It just is. We could say like, well, you know, it's not stats. It's stats. You look at the stats and the stats tell you. The stats tell you. There's the perfect example of Terrell Owens. Byer, I'll I'll bring you on this because you know a ton more about this. uh, Maybe than even I did. Okay. The year he was with Philadelphia and they went to the Super Bowl. You remember the year? Yes. What year? What year? That was in 2000. Five, 2000, yeah, 2005 Super Bowl, 2004 season. Okay, so 2004, uh, 2004 season, uh, 2005 Super Bowl. Remember, they went to, they, they finished first place in the NFC East. Do you remember when he got hurt? Vaguely, yeah. I remember, you know, end of the regular season, like weeks 13, 14, something like that, because he okay. missed like six weeks, I right. think. So so the, the point was he, he broke a non-weight-bearing bone in his leg, I believe, and he came back early to play in the Super Bowl and played well in a loss to the Patriots. And so the only thing we remember about that team, the only thing we remember is T.O. came back and Donovan McNabb threw, you know, was, was choking you know, threw up because he was mm-hmm. so nervous, right? That's yep. all we know about that team. Yep. Does any of ever mention the fact they got to the Super Bowl without him? Have you ever heard anybody go like, yeah, you know, they beat the Vikings who were really good. They beat the Falcons who were really good. Beat the six-seed Vikings, the two-seed uh, Falcons, and they went, th- like, no one ever mentions that. You know why? Because it's always, always, always about Terrell Owens. It's always about Terrell Owens. And you know what else he's doing? He's making it really hard for any of these other a-hole wide receivers to get in in the future. I mean, it's the same. Like, look, it doesn't mean they're the same person, but if a Wisconsin running back is a bust, or if a Wisconsin running back's coming out, right? Wisconsin's got more good running backs next year. We always go back on, well, Monte Ball wasn't any good, and Ron Dane sucked, right? Why? Because they're a running back that was really productive out of Wisconsin. They're, they're, they're different human beings. Alabama quarterbacks, you know, they're better in USC quarterbacks, right? I've heard that with, with Sam Darnold. Well, you know, Matt Leinart was a bust in the NFL. So, and uh, and Barkley was a bust in the NFL. You know, even Carson Palmer, like, what did he really do? Carson Palmer's actually borderline Hall of Famer, but regardless of that. The, the point is, we hold what others who are similar, what others look like. Look, if I'm Antonio Brown, I am hot. Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in the National Football League. If I'm Steve Smith, I am hot. Why? Because there's confirmation bias. We all thought Terrell Owens was about himself. We all thought Terrell Owens didn't get what the Hall of Fame truly meant. We all thought that that Terrell Owens wasn't really appreciative of even he he's he's part of this kind of new wave of society to which he's so entitled. He's like, yeah, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Should have been in there before. Like, 
All right, dude, you got in. Who cares when you get in? You get in. You're in the Pro Football of Fame. Nah, not going. Not going. And I'm sure there's going to be some sort of financial gain to it, right? Like, I'll be the rebel. I'll be the guy that doesn't, you know, I'll be the anti-hero. Anti-hero's cool. Do you know who makes more money? The hero. Like, if T.O. is in money trouble, which stands to reason, right? Stands to reason that's the only reason Terrell Owens would ever want to play football again is he needs the money. So if T.O. is in money trouble and he thinks this is a way to collect, this is a short-term, yeah, maybe you sign autographs down the street and you become the anti-hero. But the hero makes more money. The Pro Football Hall of Famer that has the incredible speech that comes out as gracious, thoughtful. Hey, man, a lot of people called me out for things I did. Let me tell you about my. Let me tell you about what my life was like. Let me tell you what it was like to be me. Tell you about the people who helped me. Tell you about the quarterbacks who threw for me, the line that blocked for me, the other wide receivers that got open so that I had single coverage. You know. Bet Favre is not a perfect human being. Michael Irvin is not a perfect human being. Like Michael Irvin had way more off the field trouble, way more off the field trouble. T.O. really had none other than just, you know, doing push-ups and sit-ups and curls in his driveway. Michael Irvin had drug problems, woman, women problems, whatever. But Michael Irvin delivered an impassioned speech that pulled up on YouTube. Good, good luck not feeling like somebody's cutting onions. And oh yeah, by the way, He's on TV, and they can't seem to fire him. I just, you know, smart people know enough to know what they don't know. Dumb people think they know things that everybody else is telling you don't actually know. No, no, I know. No. I, when I first heard it, I was angry. I was just angry because people went went to bat for this dude. And now I feel sorry for him. You know? This is vouching for a buddy. That's what this is. Vouching for a buddy. And then he fall and then he gets, you know, he goes out late at that night, falls asleep his first day at work, and they gotta fire his ass. This is why you, this is why it's really hard for you get to vouch for somebody. Like you got to be big time for me to vouch for you, because this is your fear. Yeah, I'm not gonna vouch for that guy. Why? Because the second he gets the first check in his pocket, he's gonna gamble it away, and then he's gonna be asking for his second check early. He's not gonna pay attention because he's just he's got a gambling problem, a drinking problem, a woman problem. He's got a he's got a problem. He's not a grown up. Cars are a lot like sports. You got to have the right tools. You want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone is a free loan tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in today. Deposit Squire, Get in the zone. AutoZone. The most dominant player in the league is staying put. I'll explain next. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. 
When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Wait. Hold on. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you help your, uh, you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge game for more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Dan Byer, what do you got? Byer. The game today, Doug, is... Guess who? Guess who gave Kevin Durant the double birds when leaving last night's game three in Cleveland? Kendrick Perkins. Yes, thanks, Draymond. I know you're busy with the finals, but thanks for clarifying in the game. Yes, Durant told The Athletic today he knew something was coming when he saw Perkins during his press conference, but wasn't expecting the double birds to be delivered by his old teammates. Yeah, you you do that with friends. Like, I I will – it doesn't always mean what you think it means. Yes. Got it. I actually think the double – like, if you were to do a – single means more than a double, right? Like, like if you just did it one – that may be some else, but if you go to the extra effort of doing a but double. But it didn't, it didn't mean that Kendrick Perkins wanted to fight him. No, right? no, not at all. It's I think actually it's more a term of, a of endearment. Yeah, yeah. Like, John just gave me the double birds, and I knew that he was joking. Yeah, he uh, John doing the Ric Flair as well, that's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guess who will be playing the first two rounds of the U.S. Open next week with Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas? Eldrick Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yes, that is correct, as the groupings for the first two rounds were revealed on The Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports 1. So then that leads me to this. Guess who will be playing the first two rounds of the U.S. Open with Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth? Phil Mickelson. No. Personal. Yes. All right. Third time's the charm. That's what we would call a par save for the answers. Phil Mickelson playing in that group. Tiger, Dustin, and Justin tee off at 147 Eastern time Thursday morning off the Thursday afternoon off the first tee. Thursday morning, 8 o'clock Eastern. Eastern time off the 10th tee. Thursday morning will be Spieth, Mickelson, and Rory. Doug, three for three so far. Let's see if we could go four for four. Guess who will have the ultimate decision on when Andrew Luck begins throwing a football again? Andrew Luck. Wow, four for four it is. Colts head coach Frank Reich saying that Luck is close to throwing again, but added that as a player, you know when you're ready to go, and that's what he thinks will happen with his quarterback. Yes, you are your own best doctor. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. That was, that was, that was my fault, Byer. I pointed to Ramos and Ramos at the close. You got another one you want to get to? I do. To? I've actually got go. a couple. Go, so. go ahead. Go. All go. right. Guess who is even more excited about the Hall of Fame ceremony now that Terrell Owens won't be there? Uh, uh, Man, who else made the Hall of Fame class? I'm trying to think. Maybe um, think of a teammate of ours. Fox Sports 1. Tony Gonzalez. Nope. Chris Carter. Oh, yeah. Yes. The Hall of Fame receiver tweeting that he's now excited, even more excited to go to the ceremony because T.O. wasn't there. Final one. Guess who on the crew was athlete of the year at their high school? Well, I was. Who else? Uh, Ryan Music. Yes, that's who it was. 
2018 Athlete of the Year. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. How unathletic was your high school, right? <laughs> A volleyball? No, seriously, a volleyball player was athlete of the year. I also played football and soccer. Doug played football, played soccer. What what position in football? I was a kicker. So you didn't actually play football. No. <laughs> and 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 that's why you played soccer as well. LeBron to the Sixers. We'll discuss next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Do, 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 Man, there's a ton of stuff to get to. Metric ton of stuff to get to. Here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we want to talk about Durant last night, who was spectacular. LeBron was good last night. Nothing wrong with him, but he's good last night. And, of course, uh, Steph was not, although Steph did hit a big three when JR got JR got confused in transition. Shocker there. Clay Thompson, not much. Kevin Durant, a whole bunch. I just, I don't know when we've gotten to this point to which we do this but, but, but thing. But, 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 like, who was the best player last night? Who was the best player in the most important moments? That's it. It's really all it kind of comes down to. Uh, who is the best player in the most important moments? And while I would tell you, I, I find, I didn't think LeBron was bad. I thought LeBron tired and he wasn't able late in the game to say like, hey, I got Kevin Durant. I don't know. Don't need your help. Let's go. Me and you. Whatever happened to that? Where do we get to this? This We've gotten to this weird point to which guys are like, yeah, you know what? I'm good. Let somebody else take them. That didn't happen before. Man, has this, the league has changed. The sport is so different, so different than it ever was before. And part of that difference is this player movement. We had free agents. We had people forced trades. Like some of this we had. Remember, um, Shaquille O'Neal, Signed as a free agent with the L.A. Lakers. There's this idea that players, uh, the, the moving thing and the joining, like, eh, this happened before. Plenty of uh, players back in the day, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar forced a trade out of Milwaukee to the Lakers. This has happened 10 times over. Kobe Bryant wanted out and requested to be traded from the Lakers. Remember that? To the Bulls? And that request was denied. Nah, no thanks. Actually, the Bulls didn't want it. Part, part of the deal, they didn't want to give up Luol Deng. Think about that. We've had trades nullified in the past. Of course, Chris Paul's trade nullified to the Lakers. We had the Lakers try and for this, the idea the super teams always work. It did not work in Brooklyn. It did not work with the Lakers with Steve Nash and Kobe and Dwight Howard and Ron Artest. Like, that one didn't work. In fact, the the last of after the three Pete, when that came to an end, remember Carl Malone, Gary Payton joined Shaq and Kobe. Couldn't keep that thing afloat. They lost to the Detroit Pistons. So this idea, this idea that all of this stuff is new is is not new. 
And because LeBron has charted this course for superstar players in this era, holding press conferences, holding teams hostage, it's become on some levels easier for us to take. Like, look, I, I understand that it's hard for many of you to get over. He joined a Kevin Durant joined a team that won 73 games. But how different is Kevin Durant joining the Warriors from LeBron joining the Heat? How is it really? When LeBron was in Cleveland, they went to the NBA Finals. Then they lost in the Conference Finals. He joined the Heat, which had Dwayne Wade, who had already won a championship, and had Chris Bosh join them, and eventually Ray Allen joined them as well. When Kevin Durant went to the Golden State Warriors, he had been to an NBA Finals, and his last year they'd lost in the Conference Finals. And he joined Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, who had previously won a championship, albeit against the Cavs that didn't have the top two players, two of the top three players. So I guess here comes the question. What now? What now? I think part of this comes from Part of part of wh- where you think he should go, I'm sure, comes from where you live and your perception of 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 the team and, and the city in which he's going to be playing. Philadelphia has suddenly become interesting because LeBron wants a lot of things, but th- th- he basically wants three things. The first is. He wants power and control. Not complete and total control, but he wants some power and some control. That's why you can eliminate San Antonio from a possibility. Just not going to happen. Um, I don't think he'd have much power or much control in L.A., but I think in L.A. they'd make him think that he would have some power and control. I think he would have a ton of power and control if he stayed in Cleveland. And with today, Philadelphia bidding adieu to Brian Colangelo, whether he would or wouldn't have power and control, doesn't matter. It's the perception, right? It's the perception that you could hire one of his guys or a guy in which he respects. Houston, I don't think you'd have much power and control with Daryl Morey, but I do think that he looks at Daryl Morey and says, hey, he got a bunch of shooters and long, long defenders to put around James Harden and Chris Paul. He'd do the same thing for us if I joined him, and he'd find an inventive way to do it around the salary cap. Power and control. Second thing is he wants guys that can shoot, space the floor. Third thing is he doesn't really want young guys. Young guys generally don't win championships. And maybe if you wanted to add a fourth, it would be somebody with a coaching acumen that he respects. But I don't see him going to Boston. Why would you? Kyrie just left you. The, the The Celtics are sitting there going like, look, we're set. We got a deep roster. We got guys under club control. Jalen Brown's under club control two more years. We have a stud rookie who's under club control three more years. Uh, unless Kyrie Irving's knee is is turns arthritic, th- there just seems to be no sense. We still haven't seen even close to what their ceiling is. They went to the conference finals without their top two talents. I think they've, they're, they're like, we're not splitting up tens. We're good. San Antonio doesn't make sense. 
The Lakers make sense with the exception of they are in the West, which does appear to, which has been more, uh, has been tougher than the East has been. And you're depending again upon young guys, a coach that he would not, did not pick. And when they floated the idea of David Fisdale through the media, Fisdale's now the coach of the Knicks. The problem with Philadelphia is a couplefold. One, there's this idea, and Chris Broussard's selling it. Hey, he wants to play off the basketball. That's like telling me or Cowherd or somebody else, like, yeah, I'll be a co-host. I'll be a, I'll do, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be in a three-person show when you've hosted your own show for a decade. It's really, really hard. He's played basketball one way his entire life. Give me the ball and I'll make something happen. I'll make the right basketball play. Um, so I, I frankly don't know. And I think that he doesn't know. Here's a 76ers owner, Joshua Harris, earlier today addressing the Brian Colangelo situation. What drove the decision on Brian was, you know, I guess his belief and our belief that, um, you know, his effectiveness leading the organization, given what had been, you know, come out on social media was apparent. This situation was an unfortunate one because we were really appreciative and positive of what of the job Brian was doing, but, you know, we felt that we, we and he, he and we felt the need to, to move in a different direction. Yeah, I don't think there's any way that Brian Colangelo is like, you know what? I took over a team that had started this process, was kind of floundering, and we got them to the playoffs. We see the finish line, and I'm good. I'll step aside for the betterment of, here's a two-time executive of the year who gets a job at just the right moment, takes over, and this is a guy who takes over a company that's right about to release their IPO, go, go IPO. And he's like, nah, I'm good. Think about the power of Twitter. Right? Twitter killed Rosie O'Donnell's show. I mean, I, you could say Rosie killed Rosie O'Donnell's show, but it's her use of Twitter. But the, the idea that it wasn't him, it was his wife, which I find really hard to believe. They did investigate it, but five Twitter accounts, what, did she forget the other, the other password numbers, the other passwords? It actually does, has happened. Some of this I do understand. Like, I understand the wife fighting back on Twitter. My wife has done that occasionally. I would understand not uh, knowing your Twitter password at Doug Gottlieb is my account. I just don't know the password. And, and when I say email, email me the password, it goes back to my ESPN email to which I haven't had for six years. So I don't know how to get that one. So some of that, I do believe, like, I believe that women struggle with, uh, the viciousness of Twitter wives, especially. Mine's like, man, I, I don't even know how you do this. It's so people are so mean, so evil. Like I don't even, and then occasionally she'll get back on because things are, some people are so funny or she wants to follow it like a news feed, And then she'll, she'll delete it from her phone. Right? Like a month later, she's like, I took it off my phone. It's one of those could be the best, could be the worst thing ever that happens to the Sixers. Right. Best case scenario is 
They land LeBron James, and he handpicks David Griffin as their GM. This could be one of those moments, which I I pointed out. Speaking of Philadelphia, right? Jalen Brunson's dad gets accused of sexual misconduct when he was going to get a job at his alma mater at Temple, and people thought that Jalen Brunson was part of the package deal. Because his dad was accused but never charged, that nothing ever came of that, but the Temple wasn't going to hire him. So he goes to Villanova and wins two national championships. The rest, as they say, is history. Michigan State. Michigan State basketball in Tom Izzo might not have ever happened had it not been for a car accident. Mateen Cleaves was set to go to Michigan. Michigan was getting all the players. They have a car accident. In one of the Michigan player Michigan players is uh, driving the car. It's his supposedly his car. Turns out it's registered to his grandma. His grandma doesn't work, so can't afford the Ford Explorer. They do some digging. NCA comes in. Mateen Cleves ends up going to Michigan State. The rest is history. Think about that. Of burner accounts, five burner accounts, none of which are linked to Brian Colangelo himself, ultimately lead to a regime change, which happened today in Philadelphia and possibly allow LeBron James to become a Philadelphia 76er. Crazy. Road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, Michael Thompson is going to join us upcoming next. He's He's Clay Thompson's dad. He's also an analyst for the Lakers, former Laker, former Portland Trailblazer. I'm going to ask him about last night's game, ask him about Durant, ask him about his son, about how long that future, how long they can remain intact with those big three. And uh, how close the Lakers actually are if LeBron, LeBron goes there. That's upcoming next. But first, snoring is not sleeping. And if you're sleeping... It's probably because you're not or no one near you is snoring. But if you are snoring or somebody close to you snores, you need to get them or get yourself a Zipa. It's spelled Z-Y-P-P-A-H or happy Z spelled backwards. Zipa is a revolutionary snoring mouthpiece that's an absolute game changer. It's comfortable, affordable, and effective at eliminating snoring. Matter of fact, you know, uh, there's a national news story to which all of these devices or ways to cure snoring were put to the test, and Zipa was the only proven solution. Every Zipa is guaranteed to work, or you get your money back. It's a simple mouthpiece you put in, you get used to wearing it after a couple of days, and you don't snore. It's that simple. Happy Z spelled backwards. That's Z-Y-P-P-A-H dot com. You enter in Snore 66, and you get free shipping to go along. Remember, that's zipa.com. Get a Zipa. Z-Y-P-P-A-H.com. Zipa.com. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at progressive.com. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. He's a uh, analyst for the Lakers radio network. He's a former Laker great, former Trailblazer great. He also happens to be the father of uh, Clay Thompson. He's a two-time NBA champion, a former number one overall pick in the NBA draft. He's Michael Thompson, kind of to spend some moments with us here 
on Fox Sports Radio. What did you think of the game last night? Well, it was a Kevin Durant show, no question about that, Doug. Um, I just thought that if Clay and Steph would have had their normal shooting game, then, uh, you know, this game would have been over a lot sooner. But they were off last night. They couldn't find their shots. And thankfully, KD was in one of those kind of zones and put on one of the greatest final displays, performances in the history of the finals. And the Warriors desperately needed that last night from him. So um, I didn't like how the game was going um, because obviously Kevin Durant bailed him out and saved him. Now, so the game basically was KD on offense. And then the defense for the Warriors really picked up in the second half. And they played good team defense, even though they were missing shots they normally make. But their defense kept them in the game. And KD uh, kept them afloat with his scoring. Uh, So, like, look, I I think – to those of us who are really, really watching and analyzing like you do for a living, we realize that Draymond's struggles shooting the basketball, and especially without Andre Iguodala, even with Andre Iguodala, who not looking to shoot, uh, it's kind of three on five on offense. Is that what you think sometimes is limited Steph and even Clay in the playoffs? No, not at all. Those guys are used to uh, carrying the load of the offense. Um, what was missing last night was you know, when Clay and Steph are not making shots, or when they are making shots, it sort of really just deflates their opponents. You know, you can see the other guys' uh, shoulders just sag, their heads drop when those three guys are clicking on offense. When they can score 85 to 95 points combined, there's nothing you can do, and um, that's when the Warriors are at their best, is when those three guys are all clicking at the same time. And that's what I was hoping to see last night in Game 3, Hoping what I'll see tomorrow in Game 4, that was hopefully just an aberration where Clay and Steph were both off the same time because if those guys come out and make shots early, the three of those guys, then the Cavs may just think, oh boy, this, we're in for a long night again. Okay, so uh, KD, uh, through Rachel Nichols, apparently said he plans to re-sign with the Warriors. Not a surprise, but there were some people that thought, you know, some of the struggles he had here in the playoffs when Steph came back, maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe he didn't, he didn't love how it was going. And then, of course, you heard him last night. He talked about how Clay and about how Steph play with such joy and allows him to just kind of fit in and 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 pick his spots. Um, what's your what's your best guess as to what this team, this roster, looks like next year? Oh, they'll be intact. Nobody's going anywhere. This team is going to be intact for the next five years, Doug. Uh, I know it's going to cost a lot of money to keep them together, but they're all just now coming into their prime. So for the next five years, these guys are going to go on championship runs. So. Why would you break that up? Why would you move out of the best house in the neighborhood that every other neighbor is trying to get into? So, no, these, these guys will be together for the next five years, and you can expect that they'll make title runs. over the, They can go on a, on a uh, Michael Jordan-type uh, ch- championship run here. Yeah, but they're, they're going to change some of those ancillary pieces, right? I mean, Well, yeah, that always happens. You, know, you never know. Guys are going to move on, get better deals. Other role players get better deals somewhere else. So that happens. But Bob Myers and, and Joe Lacob, Steve Kerr and his staff have been able to find the right pieces to put around their core players, and they'll continue to do that. How good is Kevin Durant in comparison to LeBron, in comparison to the guy who he's chasing as the best player in the game? A little bit different games. LeBron's more power, where KD is finesse. But uh, skill on skill, I mean, LeBron does a little bit more. A little bit more. He rebounds a little bit more. Probably looks to assist more because he's more of a playmaker. But it depends on, on what you like, salt or pepper, you know, uh, guacamole or, or hummus. But they're, they're all great. They're all tasty. And I think they're the two best players in the world, no doubt about it. Salt or pepper, go, Michael. I'm more of a salty guy. I'm yeah. from the Bahamas. I grew up in salt water, so I have an affinity for using a little too much salt. But every time I get my physical yearly, the doctor says my salt uh, 
content and my cholesterol, everything's fine. So I do use a lot of salt, but it's, uh, it's Himalayan salt. So I think that's healthy. I do the Himalayan salt as well. I don't know who goes up to the Himalayans, uh, Himala- the Himalayan mountain ranges and brings back down the salt, but they're doing a hell of a job. I hope they wash their hands before they send it to us. Um, uh, what about guac and, and hummus? Uh, which oh, which guac. super huh, guac? Gu- guacamole, man! I make the best guacamole. You think I got Mexican blood in me? My guacamole is so good. Oh, it's delicious. Lime? Do you put lime in it? Lime and garlic? Yeah, of course, I put, I put a little lime, a little cilantro, yeah. uh, a little red onion, uh, a little bit of red pepper flakes. Um, what else do I put in it? Tomatoes, and, uh, obviously. Obviously, salt. No, I don't put the tomatoes in. I love tomatoes. Tomatoes are like my favorite fruit, even though it's kind of strange to be a fruit, not a vegetable. Yes. But I love tomatoes because I love salt. And I'll put tomatoes on the side and throw some salt on the tomatoes and mix it up, a little black pepper and stuff, and, uh, you know, dip it on the side. But uh, definitely my guacamole is, uh, what else do I put in my guac? Red onion, uh, lime, little salt. Oh, uh, oh jalapenos. That's uh, what I do. Put a little, spy, oh, little, so little, little, little kick to it. Michael Thompson, yeah, like Michael Thompson, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. Um, is there a what's the level of confidence in Lakerland that LeBron's going to come to LA? Well, the Lakers have sixty million, sixty-five million dollars to spend on free agents. Uh, Magic Johnson is uh, he uh, has not the fact that he wants two prime time free agents to sign this summer, and so anytime Magic Johnson is pursuing you, if you're a free agent or if you're a Laker fan and knowing that Magic Johnson is going to sit down and talk to the best free agents available, you can have all the confidence in the world that he is the best recruiter. He and Jerry West, you can't ask the better guys talking to free agents and trying to convince them to come to his team, uh, to their team. So uh, the Laker fans should be very confident. If Magic Johnson wants something uh, done, he, he usually gets it done. Hmm. Do you think do you, how how close is this team a LeBron and Paul George away from legitimately contending in the West? What kind of question is that? Do you get it, uh, who was the worst team? Phoenix? Phoenix is the worst team in the league. You put those two guys in the on on, on Phoenix and they're in the Western Conference Finals. How about that? I think so. I, look, I don't think I I do think that sometimes young players, as we've seen with the Clarksons of the world, who you can't play in this level, as we've seen with. Uh, even with Rodney Hood at times, although he was good last night, uh, with, with with Larry Nance, and I, I understand these guys are not Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, but young players, when you get to that level of competition, very few of them have the credit hours it takes to compete at that high level. That's why LeBron traditionally likes to be surrounded by these veteran guys who make shots, who make smart plays. Uh, I guess that that's my question is, you know, normally he likes older dudes, and this is a super young roster. It will, will it still work? Wherever LeBron goes, he's going to t- turn that team into a-, a contender. Now, he may not take Phoenix all the way to the West Finals, but if you put LeBron on any team in any league, any team in the league, and they're going to be a playoff team. Now, the-, the players that the Lakers have, you know, when they're young players, and Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, these guys are very uh, have high basketball IQs. They're very good young players. And uh, Brandon Ingram's another one. So uh, they're young core. They're ready to take that next jump. And uh, they'll they'll – they could play, and, and having a, a legend player, a legendary player, or a big-time all-star around them, they're not going to shy away from that experience or, or, or cower from playing with a player like that. They're going to embrace that. Which of your two championship teams was the best? Which of mine? Probably yeah. probably the 86-87 team. Uh, we won 67 games, about 65 games that year, I think. And a lot of people were saying that that was the greatest team in, in NBA history. 65, the 86, 87 team. So I think that's probably what a better one. And of course, uh, uh, you went to six games with the Boston Celtics. The back to back, that was the first year of the back to back, right? 
uh, right. dominated the Celtics in Game Two, lost in in Game Three, won in Game Four, and that was that was essentially that. Uh, even though it ended up going going to six, and you closed out at the Forum in Inglewood, I pointed out because it's really really hard to compare basketball today with basketball then, right? Like you had you're talking one of the all time leading scorer in NBA history in Kareem Abdul Jabbar. But now he would have to guard ball screens, and you're playing essentially your power forwards can either shoot like LeBron James and handle and be a point power forward, or they're not useful. How, how do you compare your great teams that you played on with the Lakers with the Warriors who play with you know their tallest guy, their center being Draymond Green in most instances? I think we'd be able to compete with them, obviously. Uh, Magic, you talk to those guys, and they say we beat them in four games. That's how confident those guys are worthy. And Magic, Byron, Scott, Kareem, and those guys. So that's what's to be expected. And you would expect that these Warriors to say that they could beat us. Different styles, and, but we were flexible enough and, and uh, adaptable enough to uh, go out and defend on the perimeter, even though we were taller. That's what we really depended on. We didn't switch as much. We sort of hedged and then uh, double-teamed and then rotated and did defense a little bit differently. Now everybody just switches. That's kind of, kind of lazy defense and no fight through screens. Well, we used to do that. So we used to drill that. And so I think we'd be able to adjust and play uh, against these guys, play against this Warriors team. But imagine Kareem in the middle being guarded by a guy six foot six. Uh, that wouldn't be too pretty to watch. Yeah, it'd be a bucket every time. It'd be a bucket every time. But then, but every then again, time. yeah. And then I guess the question would be could he, could you force him to guard somebody out in the court? Could, you know, I mean, think of what Steph Curry does when you get a big guy. To switch on him, you well, know? we wouldn't do that. We we wouldn't switch. We would double team and make Steph give the ball up and make another another pass. Make the Warriors sort of do like the hockey assist, pass, pass, shot. And if they do make that shot, then we have to live with it. But no, we're not going to leave Kareem out there on an island trying to guard Steph. That's crazy. I'd love. To, can you imagine Draymond Green trying to guard Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? That would be. I mean, Will Chamberlain couldn't stop him. So I mean, come on, that wouldn't be pretty to watch. Great stuff, Michael. Uh, enjoy the quack. Have a great weekend in sunny Southern California, and you may your your son. Uh, is very close to passing you in number of championships. I mean, this is he's he's going to have upper hand in this relationship very very soon. Yeah, he's got. Uh, hopefully, he'll get his third one. I got to hope he get his third one. I told Clay, I said, Clay, I hope you you triple me in championship rings. Meaning, I hope he gets at least six of them. You know, he's talked about. There's there's people saying he's going to take less to stay. How legitimate is that? Well, I guess we'll worry about that uh, about a year from now. This time, but uh, you know, the only thing Clay's worried about negotiating right now is game four win tomorrow night. Michael, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, buddy. Michael Thompson joining us. He's a guac guy, not a hummus guy. He doesn't... Also, you got to go hummus. Um, should be pointed out, the 86-87 NBA Finals is an incredible collection. Uh, both teams, right? Remember, Bill Walton was still on the Celtics at that time. Um, the Lakers had Kareem. Michael Cooper came off the bench. A.C. Green. Magic, Kurt Rambis, Byron Scott, Michael Thompson, they also had Billy Thompson, and James Worthy. Oh, and Mike Schmeck. Do you guys remember Mike Schmeck? Mike Schmeck was the, the token, huge, gigantic white dude that was way, way down the bench. Michael Thompson's a great athlete, former number one overall pick. Um, but that series, let's see, let, let's test your, your knowledge, Ramos, as a native uh, SoCal. What was that series famous for? There was one, sh- one shot that changed that series forever. Well, I was at a park that night listening to the game on the radio, and Magic Johnson drove down and did a baby hook right in the center of, this, of the field goal and put it right in. Dick Stockton it. called it a junior sky hook, and it stuck after that. He drove down against the Celtics on the road, who never lost at home, 
game on the line. And if you go back and you watch that highlight, you watch that highlight, Kareem's actually wide open underneath the hoop. If Magic would have gone up and just dropped it off to Kareem, Kareem dunks it, nobody's anywhere near him. It's one of those, it becomes a great shot, but you actually had a dunk. Sometimes you got to be a little selfish with it. Um, it's one of the greatest shots in the history of the NBA. And he shot it over, I believe, three guys. Like Bird was yes. right there, McHale. Bird, McHale, and probably Parrish. Parrish, well, yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, just long, extended arms. But if you watch the highlight of it, Kareem's wide open underneath the hoop. The Boston Celtics for uh, had Danny Ainge, Larry Bird, Rick Carlisle, by the way, on that team, Dennis Johnson, DJ, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Sam Vincent, Bill Walton, Gary Seasting. So good. So good. Magic in the finals averaged 26, 13 assists, eight rebounds. Shot 54% from the field, 50 from three, and 96 from the free throw line. That's Magic Johnson who couldn't shoot. Larry Bird averaged 24 a game, 10 rebounds a game, five and a half assists a game, over a block a game, over a steal a game. 44 from the field, 50 from the three-point line, 92 from the free throw line. Wow. I mean, what a series. Michael Thompson, a great series that year, by the way. Let's get to bring in um, bring in Dan Byer one second. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. True price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. Visit True Car. You'll enjoy more confident car buying experience. Dan, what do you got? Uh, quickly, NBA TV has the show Open Court, which yes. I think is magnificent. And they had one. Actually, it was airing this week. I'm not sure if how new it was, but it had... Shaq and Charles Barkley and Kevin McHale and Dennis Scott and Isaiah Thomas, I believe, were the five there talking about their experiences in the NBA Finals. And Kevin McHale talked about that play with Magic Johnson, talking about how he had a foot injury all season long. There was a fracture in his foot, and he said he just didn't move well, and you could see it on the play. But he says he wished he would have pushed Magic baseline, and he still regrets his defense on that baby hook in Game 4 to this day. Yeah, and remember, Magic almost always went right. Like, he had almost no left hand. Yeah. But so. didn't seem to matter. Uh, we'll see if this matters in Boston with Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman facing a four-game ban for violating the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. Multiple reports say that Edelman is appealing the suspension. Other news from the NFL, the Browns have signed running back Duke Johnson to a three-year extension. Colts head coach Frank Reich says that Andrew Luck is close to throwing footballs again. Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens announced that he won't attend his induction ceremony in Canton, Ohio on August 4th. 76ers President Brian Colangelo resigning from his position today after an investigation revealed that Colangelo's wife admitted to operating fake Twitter accounts that revealed non-public and club-related information. Now, Brian Colangelo released a statement saying he never shared information with his wife and had no knowledge she was operating those accounts. Maybe he's a loud talker on the phone. That could be. She overheard him. And do you, when you're on the phone at, at home, do you sit next to your wife, or she's like go in the other room? It's a go in the other room situation. Yep. I yep. Too. Yeah. Dodgers stop the Pirates today, eight to seven. Jock Peterson, a pair of bombs. Cardinals over the Marlins, four to one. Twins down the White Sox, seven to two. Tiger Woods going to play in the first two rounds of the U.S. Open in a group with Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson, and Rory McIlroy playing in the same group on the first two days. And finally, men's top seed Rafael Nadal. On to the semifinals of the French Open. 10-seeded American Sloane Stevens has made it to the women's final. Doug, back to you. Hmm. Uh, I got a question for you, Byron, one second. First, cars are a lot like sports. You got to have the right tools you want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone, you have a free loan tool program. With over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right, stop in today, deposit required, get in the zone, AutoZone. 
What do we make of the Julian Edelman suspension? Well, I find it interesting that his appeal is still going on because this is kind of like a Richard um, Sherman situation. Usually where they just announce a suspension and they got to serve it, but I think it's a guy coming back from his injury. That's what I think. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if it's PEDs, but it's it's not it's not a recreational drug. Right? No. So this is not a – who was it? Was it Edelman? Was it Welker who got suspended for Molly? Molly's right. It was was uh, was Wes Welker, former Patriot, who now a, now a coach with the Houston Texans. Who went before he went, he was suspended with the Broncos. So uh, here's the story from Kevin it, Patra. Go, uh, go ahead. No, no, it is a P. Yeah, it is a PED suspension. Right. It is a so, PED yeah. suspension. Um, if if it holds, he'll miss the first four regular season games against the Texans, Jaguars, Lions, and Dolphins. He's 32, coming off an ACL. Remember, they lost Amendola to free agency, trade away Brandon Cooks. They've been loading up on wide receivers. They have Chris Hogan, Cordero Patterson they traded for, Malcolm Mitchell, Kenny Britt, Philip Dorsett, who they traded for last year, Jordan Matthews, who they signed, Braxton Berrios, and Cody Hollister. Wow. Uh, This is quite the blow. But this kind of gets back to the conversation about, about, you know, Hey, like Peyton Manning, he was 37. Was he using HGH to help him come back from injury? Does that make it okay? Julian Edelman, what if he was, and again, I have no knowledge. There are people that'll say, hey, it, wouldn't it be okay if a 32-year-old dude is trying to get healthy, use a little HGH to help him recover quicker, train more, you know, help those, those, those ligaments and tendons, whatever he was taking? And my answer is no. You can't because it becomes Pandora's box. It becomes like medicinal marijuana in California before the new laws were passed. Everybody, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, I'm hurt. My neck and my back. Ryan Music, are you, as you, you have said, you've said before, like, I'm generally a pretty liberal guy. Are you a, hey, look, if it's HGH come back from injury, I'm okay with it. Well, I mean, I'm not okay with it as long as the rules say you're not allowed to take it. Um, If you want to talk about how the NFL should perhaps evolve to allow these certain things, whether it's only... Do you think the NFL should allow these certain things? Uh, I don't think that they should allow steroids, but I know my slight understanding of HGH is that it's a little bit different. It's not about like accruing and gaining muscle mass. It's more about like your body's ability to heal. And I think in like very strict, which by the way, part of, part of it, part of the steroid thing is it's the same deal, right? Can steroids help you gain muscle? Yes. But the general thing of what testosterone does when you inject it in your body is it gives you way more energy, way more juice. That's what they call juice, way more juice so that you can work out at, at your, you know, it's like if you max out, if you're a max out guy, you can max out once a week, sometimes once every two weeks. If you're on the juice, you can max out far more often, building up more muscle. The steroid doesn't magically make you stronger. It gives you the ability to continue to push through push through stuff. You don't wake up sore. You wake up because you, depending on your age, depending on your age, um, there's, only, there's a limit to how much you can push yourself because, you know, it's like, it's like gas, only it's not... Uh, it's, it's like, um, if you have an electric car, you know, yeah, you can go really fast, really quick, 
But then you got to plug in, you got to recharge. There's a time to which you have to recharge. So, but you you think that, look, HGH, yes, you can rebuild muscle tendons, fibers, amazing things they can do with it. But the problem becomes when do you differentiate between one injury being one in which you can use HGH for and somebody else just, look, I'm just getting older and I'm taking a beating in the sport so I can just take it. And then where do we, where do we cut it off at? Go ahead. You think like no, you get, I mean, a, doctor, I would, you get I would, a doctor's note? No, he's really hurt. I got a doctor's note. No, I would just say that it would be more generic. Like HGH is no no longer on the banned substance list. Like that's okay because it's more about helping these players return from injury or prevent minor injuries from getting more significant and their ability to heal. That's where I would draw the line. And that's like, I don't have a great understanding of it. But that's sort of what I've seen as the difference between the two. So I would be fine with HGH because it's more about keeping your body intact as opposed to steroids being something that really tries to... I mean, look, growth hormone at its core, most growth growth hormone that dudes are using is given to people who have dwarfism. And, you know, I know people think it's a magic elixir, but if your your body produces a certain amount of growth hormone based upon how old you are and kind of the 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 chemical balance within your body, and when you put an artificial uh, amount of growth hormone in, one your body will stop producing it. Two, you, you can hurt your pituitary gland, cause pituitary tumors. That's probably what happened to Giambi when he had that pituitary gland tumor. It's terrible for you. And three. Like we can say it's for injury and it's for healing, but it's just it's just a different way of a steroid. Artificially enhancing something is artificially enhancing something. But second straight year was Nikovich last year, Rob Nikovich, who summarily retired. Was he last year? I'll only say this about the Pats: I'm not going to be a Pats defender, Pats patsy, if you will, but. I mean, Antonio Gates got got Papa PEDs. Dudes get into their 30s and suddenly coming back from injury, banged up. This is what they do in order to stay relevant, stay in the league. Where does two-time NBA champion Chris Bosh think LeBron will play next season? You'll find out next. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, I'd like to play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports Television, we call it. And now. <laughs> What's up, the Fox say? All right, uh, here is Chris Bosch on The Herd earlier today talking about LeBron's future. I would guess that he goes to Houston. Why? And- because uh, it's like the next Avengers movie, you know, just Golden State with like a hundred superheroes and then Houston <laughs> with a hundred superheroes and they fight. Infinity and, War, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's just what it's coming down to. I mean, look, just like you say, the, 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 the star power of the league, what's happened now is that the stars are figuring out their power and, you know, you've got the biggest free agent. I mean, he'll be the biggest free agent ever in history oh, because good God. how many times he hit it, you know, uh, uh, but... I think with uh, the dynamic that Houston has, uh, you can argue that they could have taken Golden State down this year. But I think it's going to be one of those things, kind of like what Golden State did. I mean, KD went there, 
and they teamed up and I mean it's like okay beat this and and now I think it's on another organization to kind of give that same narrative huh the new Avengers movie that's 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 interesting right just put a bunch of guys together and team up and go and get Golden State be great for the league it'd be good to watch I, I don't know how it would all kind of work together I mean part of uh you know, part of what makes Harden incredible is all of the shooters in space around him. And, uh, you know, but look, that would be a damn good team. That'd be a damn good team. Um, and I'd be, I'd be intrigued by it. I don't know if it makes the most sense in the world, though, for, I've said this for LeBron's brand, because Houston is kind of out of sight, out of mind. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't matter. You go to Houston, you did what Barkley could not do. Remember Barkley and Pippen, those guys all got together, went to Houston, and it didn't work out, and then Barkley got hurt, and it was never the same. I think that's my other other fear. Road Ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge, gained more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Crazy that there's one game left and we're already kind of on to the, we're on to the postseason. Change your opinion at all of LeBron if they get swept? Going to be interesting, though. To This is like, he's like a a junior in college that everybody thinks is going to declare for the draft, right? Do you have senior night for him? Or do you just act like, hey, great season, LeBron. Can't wait to see you in September. Cars are a lot like sports. You got to have the right tools. You want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone is a free loaning tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in a day. Deposits required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Like, how do you handle it if you're Houston? I mean, how do you handle it if you're, excuse me, if you're Cleveland? All right, dude, see you at training camp. Even though you know you might not see him in training camp. The Warriors are beatable. The Cavs know it. They just haven't done it. Next. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I know that you're convinced. Everybody's convinced. Kevin Durant joined a 73-win team, so this is a better version. This is a better version of a team that won 73 games than a team that won a championship the year before they won 73 games. You know who's not convinced of that? The Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I, I take this with a grain of salt, okay, because just like Michael Tom- Michael Thompson was great. He joined us last hour. Michael Thompson is a two-time NBA champion with the Lakers, and I asked him, how his NBA championship team, 86-87, was an incredible team, incredible roster. They won back-to-back titles. Um, I asked him how his team would compete against in this style of play, and he, he's like, look, we think we would sweep them. They probably think they would sweep us. That's like athletic arrogance is no athlete ever walks into a game thinking they're going to lose. They just don't. Why would you even play if you thought you're going to lose? So when when you hear the Athletics Jason Lloyd quoted an unnamed Cavs veteran saying he had no doubt they'd be up 3-0 against the Golden State Warriors if Irv- if Kyrie Irving was still on the team, part of that is 
athletic arrogance. Part of that is, I think the reality that Cleveland knows Golden State can be had. Well, they've, they've obviously figured out the Steph thing for the most part. Got to be really physical with them. Always find them in transition. Run them off the three-point line. Make them finish over length. And make him play defense as often as possible. Right? Clay Thompson, just no easy looks. Make him dribble with his left. Make him dribble. Especially with his left hand. Kevin Durant, super, super, super physical. Just make him make contested jump shots. Sometimes he's going to make them, like he did last night. Sometimes he's going to miss. And then all the other guys you want to make beat you. And, and I think that that almost worked for Houston. Remember, Houston didn't have Chris Paul. It's almost worked for Cleveland. The story of this series is going to be mistold. It's going to be a discussion about the dominance of the Warriors. Back-to-back champions. Lost one game in each series, but let's be honest. One game. And then, of course, they lost three games to the Rockets, but they found a way to win two games on the road against the Houston Rockets. That's the stuff of champions. Right? The reality of it is, could have lost game one. Could have lost last night. And this is not the best version of the Cavs. And imagine if the Cavs had Kyrie Irving. This was LeBron earlier today when he was asked about competing against Kevin Durant. I mean, it's Kevin Durant at 23. I mean, it's, it's Kevin Durant at 18. It's Kevin Durant at 20, 21, 22. There's nothing that Kevin Durant had to show me at 23 that would make me be like, oh, years from now that he would. Nah, Kevin Durant was great at 23. Obviously, as you get older and older, your game gets more and more seasoned. But, I mean, everyone knew that. that I mean, that's Kevin Durant. I mean, you knew he was built for greatness, I mean, from the time that he was, that he was drafted. I mean, everybody knew that besides Portland, I guess. <laughs> Poor Portland. But speaking of Portland, honestly, you want to know a team he fits in great with? Portland. Two guys that can create their own shots, especially Damian Lillard, two great shooters, and a team that's already been to the playoffs, so it's not like they have to learn about kind of playoff culture. They're right there. I know that others have said, oh, what about Utah? Donovan Mitchell's like, hey, if it's about winning ball games, come to Utah. Like, again, reality is I don't see him in Salt Lake City. Portland, the only thing that could be intriguing there is the Trailblazers have won championships and competed for championships in the past. It is the home of Nike. I'm reaching now. But if it comes to if he's gonna go to Houston, you can go to Portland. If you've been in Cleveland, you can be in Portland. Like market size doesn't matter. Go to Portland makes sense. But it was a bit of a burn to Portland. And that was because Portland didn't draft him number one overall. Allowing Seattle, just up the road, to take him number two. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I don't know if they'd be up three games to none. But I sure would have liked to have seen it. Wouldn't you? And I and I do I do like that for the most part LeBron has not LeBron hasn't fallen on that crutch. Well, if we had Kyrie Irving, everyone else has. I just wonder what the world would be like if LeBron James didn't let it happen, you know, through the front office. Instead, took on that leadership role. What what he did to J.R. Smith in Game One before overtime. 
where he wouldn't look at him, couldn't make eye, I can't even look at you. That's what he did to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie wanted to trade, and he wouldn't even look at him, let alone call him or text him or trying to make amends. He just let the front office do what they felt they had to do and took no ownership of the trade, but also took no ownership of trying to really block the trade. So we're left with a three-to-none series lead. We're left with trying to figure out how good is Kevin Durant. Is he just good because he's good, or is he good because he has Clay and he has Steph? And and very few have pointed out how bad Steph and Clay were. And Durant carried them. No one pointed out that Durant carried them first three quarters in game two. Let's point that out. They just say, he's got, man, he, he joined a 73-win team. Right. Okay. But this team did not win 73 games. This team didn't have home court advantage throughout. This team didn't have Andre Godala till last night. And even Andre Godala, like, he's a shell of himself. Won't take a shot. Uh, does a lot of smart things, but he's not perfect. And he hadn't played in a couple weeks. And looked like it. Sean Livingston, like, Sean Livingston's a nice player. Rodney Hood was giving it to him. Giving it to him. So I'm not going to sit here and beg beg you for approval of Kevin Durant, but I'll just point out in the fourth quarter, last two years, who's been the better player? And if you want to say, well, yeah, but LeBron, LeBron, like that's cool. You like LeBron? I'm not sure what else Kevin Durant can do other than do what he did in Game Three all over again in Game Four to make you understand that as a scorer, beyond reproach. And he's a better defensive player and a better passer than maybe he gets credit, even if he's not the passer uh, of, of LeBron James. And he's not, uh, he's not as versatile a uh, defender as LeBron is either. But I mean, you know, like, like the best player is the guy who makes stuff happen at the game on the line. Give him the ball, make a play. By the way, here's Kevin Durant on the big three-point shot. The shot clock is running down. I was from pretty far out. I just wanted to get a good look. I didn't want to run in there and shoot a bad shot and fall on the ground. They got numbers on the other way. So, you know, I decided to just pull up from there and felt good leaving my hand. Hmm. Felt good leaving his hand. Made the smart decision as to where he was going to – he wasn't going to drive because he didn't want to fall down the ground. Plus, if you drive in there, somebody else is going to cut to the basket as well or trying to get a tip-dunk offensive rebound. And now all of a sudden you got two guys potentially out of the play to lead to a run out. They had a one-point lead. It wasn't just a great shot because it went in. It was a great shot because it was a smart shot. Uh, let me spend uh, just a couple minutes here on T.O. because that's all he's really worth. The number one thing that bothers most adults about kids these days is the idea of entitlement, Right? I mean, look, we had this when I was when I was a kid. And I'm sure when my dad was a kid, same thing. Th- there is something to the grind. But more than anything, there's something to paying your proper respects for people who came before you. By the way, that's a good part of why so many older people want you to stand for the national anthem. It's not because we love everything about how our country's going. It's not because 
we we like the videos, like the Mesa police officer video. Like, I, I uh, unless there's something I'm not seeing in that video, I'm disgusted by it like anybody else. But it's to pay your proper respects, right, to people who came before you. I've said before that the way you know if you're a child is if you'll turn down a nap. Right? Who turns down a nap? Somebody says, Ramos, you want a nap? You're like, yep, right now. Let me know. Hey, right before show sometimes, I'll close my eyes for five minutes just to kind of recharge. Just plug my, recharge my battery. Adults don't turn down naps. Adults will order vegetables at restaurants. Kids don't do that. Adults point the finger in when something goes wrong, not out. But you know what else adults do? Adults know you're an adult when you know when you're supposed to shut up and be gracious. Show up, shut up, be gracious. And uh, T.O. is just a child. That's all he is. I know he had a tough upbringing. I I know that he probably has some financial problems. I know that he probably has some emotional issues that he struggled with that people have talked about. I also know he was a great player. But I am blown away by his lack of gratitude, his lack of appreciation for so many from so many other former football players who stood up for him and like, hey, T.O. should be a Hall of Famer. Like, yeah, he was a he was a jerk when he's in San Francisco. Well, he's really good. Hey, he was a jerk when he's in Philadelphia. He's really good. He was a jerk when he was in Dallas, but there are times when he's really good. He still thinks he could play. He's blamed everybody else but himself. But he's really good. T.O. today announced that he's not going to attend his own Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Well, like, I don't know. Does he have to be in the Hall of Fame? Like, doesn't it make it official once you do the ceremony? Isn't that part of induction? Like, you just no-show? Like, I don't like it when dudes don't show up for the Academy Awards or for a Grammys. It better be for a really, really good reason. And look, sometimes that thing drags on way too long. People giving thanks to everybody and then talking about themselves for what's supposed to be 10 minutes and turns into an hour. but I I cannot believe the entitlement, the lack of respect for the institution. And then again, I think it's T.O. And I'm like, yeah, actually I can't. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge for more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find agent at farmers.com. We are farmers. Take you to Philadelphia. What now for the 76ers with Brian Colangelo gone? We'll discuss upcoming next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Interesting time in a lot of these cities, right? Like, pick your city. You know? Chicago Cubs finally get off the schneid, finally win a a World Series, first time in over 100 years, 
And then last year was a, was a disappointment. This year is kind of a mixed bag. By the way, Cubs are up 4-3 on the Phillies. Uh, that is the, that the second inning? Yeah, it's the second inning. No. Top of the eighth inning. Sorry, my, my eyes are bad. It's two, two outs, top of, the, top of the eighth in Chicago. Um, anyway, like you go around Los Angeles. Last year, Dodgers finally get back to the World Series. This year, they're kind of a mess as they come up short in Game 7. Chargers, Rams, a lot of hope, but Rams played one playoff game and it got dusted. Chargers didn't make the playoffs. Lakers are like begging LeBron or somebody important to come play for them. Clippers have, I mean, they got DeAndre Jordan, but maybe they won't. They do have Jerry West leading the charge, but can he get anybody to play for the Clippers? Angels have two of the best players, not the two best players in baseball, and they can't win much, although they just beat the Royals, who are trying to lose. Anyway, you go around the country, you got Philadelphia. It appears the Phillies on the way up. Eagles just won a Super Bowl. 76ers, crazy improvement this year. And then the Brian Colangelo five-burner Twitter accounts occurs. Well, now they need a director of basketball operations. In the short term, Brett Brown, their head coach, will take over. Got the draft coming. Got free agency coming. Anthony Gargano joins us, host of 97.5, The Fanatic in Philadelphia. Also co-hosts a show called The Fellas here on Fox Sports Radio alongside uh, former La- uh, Raider great Lincoln Kennedy. A- Anthony, what's what's the mood today, the reaction today in Philly to the news that Brian Colangelo is out of work? Well, there's actually a lot of joy, uh, mostly because they all love Sam Hinkie. And they never really warmed to Brian Colangelo, even though, uh, look, I, I thought he did a credible job as president of, of basketball operations. He, he helped them get to 53 wins. But, you know, Sam Hinkie was this mythical figure in town that started the process. And so they never really warmed up to Brian and that's really the genesis of what happened with the burner Twitter accounts. He could not handle all of the hinky love, a lot of paranoia, a lot of criticism. And this whole thing was born off of his wife, Barbara, and I still think partly him, that were, that were against this whole thing. And the reason why they had to do it was to, to, because they were upset at criticism, Doug from a bunch of trolls. Yeah. uh, uh, Let's start with the story. Was the story, did the story need to be published? The story said, hey, he must have done it, but they didn't have any facts. Turned out she'd done it. Did this, in your opinion, did the story need to go to press? Yeah, look, I I do. Here's why. The, The biggest issue that they have is that of the credibility with his players. Right, So he lost a lot of credibility about what was said. And I don't think that the players would even trust him right now. He ultimately, Doug, had to go, and that's why he's taking the fall. Anthony Gargano joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Tend to agree agree with you. Uh, Does this help or hurt them in their effort to land LeBron James? I think it's – I don't think it matters. I don't think – the fact that Brian was in place or not in place, if LeBron was to come to Philadelphia, the ownership group will do whatever it can to bring him here. Joshua Harris, who's a billionaire, will go to LeBron and say, listen, you know, come here, and uh, I know you want to be Warren Buffett, and I'll help you 
along your way to get there. So uh, I don't think it really matters. I'll tell you one thing. Brett Brown is a, an incredible ambassador. Players love him, and he's got a great way with them, particularly younger players. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, they buy into Brett Brown. And so I think that can only help the cause. Yeah, but he's a good enough coach. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they went from 10 wins two years ago to 53 wins this season. Yeah, but they also have way better players, right? I mean, they have they have Ben Simmons, they have Joel Embiid healthy. Uh, they went out and loaded up on shooters to kind of s- surround themselves with. I mean, like, I, I'm not saying that he hasn't done a really good job, but I, I guess the question, once you get into playoffs, it does become about coaching and adjustments, and there were times when she got undressed in the field, in the, the Boston series. Yeah, I mean, he's got, a, he's got Ben Simmons, who's playing his first year, right? I mean, he's a point guard. Who's a unique talent? You would agree. Yes, six ten point guard, right? And who, whose limitation is he can't shoot. So there, it was a. I thought it was a difficult matchup because the Celtics did something that was brilliant, which is we're, we're going to cut off the lane and not allow Ben to create. And and Simmons got frustrated, and that's all the part of growth of a young player, and he's playing his first season. So I thought. You know, the fact that he takes a young team like this and goes into the second round, I thought he showed he can coach a little bit. Uh, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Anthony Gargano joins us. What's their plan B? They're not going to have a GM in place for free agency and or the draft. They're going to go out and at some point before next season hire someone. It could come internally. It could be Elton Brand who uh, has been in the organization and being groomed. I don't think it's going to be a big name, Doug. I don't think it's going to be uh, Danny Ferry. I don't think it's going to be that of that ilk. I think it's going to be more of a younger guy who's always kind of on board with the current system in place. Uh, what, no, what's their plan B in terms of if they don't get LeBron? Uh, well, look, they want to go after Paul George. If they don't get Paul George or LeBron – they're still kind of status quo. Like when you look at, at Markel Fultz, you, you, they, they're doing anything they can to kind of rehab this kid, who's really immature, really young. If he can figure out that shot, because he somehow lost his shot from the University of Washington and Philadelphia, his shot disappeared. There was no shoulder injury. It was in his head. He couldn't. He had the yips when it came to his jump shot. They got to get him right. If they get him right. He's a perfect complement next to Ben Simmons. They're still a young team, right? So even if they don't land one of the big fish, you go in, you go get a shooter, and then who knows, Clay Thompson is up after next season. Maybe LeBron goes to Houston, and Houston can't keep Eric Gordon, and they go get Eric Gordon. They need shooters surrounding Simmons and Embiid just to spread the floor and get enough spacing. Anthony Gorgano, check him out uh, every Saturday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern time, along with uh, Lincoln Kennedy. Last thing, um, I've said my piece on T.O. What's your reaction to T.O. saying he's not going to attend the Hall of Fame induction ceremony? Dog, I think he's got some sort of money grab coming. I think he's going to have some sort of party, some sort of show there's going to be something. There's a reason why he's not going to Canton, and I think it's to somehow generate some some money. 
is my take, knowing T.O. Does he have a money problem? I believe that would be the case. Yeah, I mean, it's the only reason he could say, I want to come back and play football, right? Like, there's... Exactly, exactly. I've heard the guy's not in great shape, so, financially. So, if if that's the case, right, let's figure out a way that we can use your Hall of Fame induction into a way of generating revenue. Yeah, but it's the dumbest thing ever, because otherwise, you know, you give a heartfelt speech... And now all of a sudden more people want to, you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I, was, I may have T.O. wrong. Now we're like, yeah, we had T.O. right. You're exactly right. Exactly right. It's, it's short-sighted. 100% short-sighted. Anthony, great stuff. Love your show on uh, Saturday mornings. I listen to it every Saturday, along with Lincoln Kennedy. It's called The Fellas. Check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Love you and love Ryan. Thanks, all right, buddy. Uh, uh, we all need to get a room. Anthony Gargano joining us from Doug Gottlieb. <laughs> so cars are a lot like sports. you got to have the right tools. You want to go far. Luckily, AutoZone is a free loan and tool program with over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. Stop in today. Deposit is required. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Here's Dan Fire with what else is going on in the world of sports, Dan. Yeah, you guys talking about Brian Colangelo. There's other news from the NBA. Game 4 of the finals is Friday night in Cleveland. Warriors up 3-0. Andre Godala considered probable for that game as he returned from his knee contusion in last night's Game 3 victory where he played about 22 minutes. Had to leave for a portion of it but did return. But Andre Godala probable as the Warriors go for the sweep tomorrow night in Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns have signed running back Duke Johnson to a three-year extension, while Colts head coach Frank Reich says that Andrew Luck is real close to throwing footballs again. And then there's Julian Edelman, Patriots wide receiver, facing a four-game ban for violating the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing drugs. Tiger Woods will play the first two rounds of the U.S. Open in a group with Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson, teeing off at 1.47 Eastern time on Thursday in the first round at Shinnecock Hills. Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson, and Rory McIlroy will all play in the same group. They start Thursday morning on the 10th tee at 8.02 Thursday morning Eastern time. 10 seeded American Sloan Stevens on to the women's final at the French Open, beating fellow American Madison Keys in straight sets. Rafael Nadal on to the semifinals on the men's side. While in baseball, Jack Peterson two home runs today. Dodgers topped the Pirates 8-7. Cardinals defeated the Marlins 4-1. The Reds in 13 innings bested the Rockies 7-5. Doug, back to you. Thanks, Dan. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh... This is an interesting comment from LeBron James. The guys picked it up earlier today. LeBron, you know, they always press conferences, and he had some funny things to say about Kevin Durant, like everybody knew he was going to be great, except for Portland. Ha ha. He said this about Dwayne Wade earlier today. Do you ever look back now and, and wish that you still had Dwayne? Well, absolutely. Not only from a brotherhood aspect, but and also from an experience, you know, factor. I believe that, um, you know, he would have been very, very good for us in the postseason. You know, he's kind of he's a guy who's kind of built for the postseason at this point in his career, who lives for the moment. So um, you definitely um, you definitely think about that. And it seems so long ago that he was even a part of his ball club, you know, but I definitely think about it from time to time. I, I think that's reasonable. I said that I've said this a couple of weeks ago. Right. You guys remember I said that I understood that that short term they were in a bad place. Right. They weren't playing well. They weren't playing together. And LeBron had the lowest plus minus in the league for like seven weeks. But there was a reason he wanted those older guys around. Andre Godala is a perfect example. Like Andre Godala is a shell of the player he used to be. But the playoffs, he only takes the shots he's supposed to take. He's always in the right position. He can guard. He's a little bit better than he normally is because he can crank it up. You know who wouldn't forget the score if they were uh, tied? 
and he got a rebound missed free throw, that 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 would be Dwayne Wade, or who would remember to call a timeout, or who would make a shot that Dwayne Wade percentage wise not a good shooter from three. But you gonna leave him open? Big big situation. You gonna leave him open? Can Dwayne Wade get a shot? Can he carry you for a couple moments? This is what the league has always been. And you just heard from Anthony Gargano. He's like, well, you know, Markel Fultz, he's just a kid. And Ben Simmons, he's just a kid. And Joel Embiid's just a kid. Like, you think LeBron James signed up for that? Hell no. Hell no. If you're going to sell LeBron James on your team, sell him on, hey, we got a bunch of dudes. That's why the Houston, that's, that's, that's the part of the Houston thing that makes sense is, we got a bunch of guys that have been there, been close. And we're going to surround you with a bunch of other guys that have been there and been close. And I'm sure that's what the Lakers are going to say. The problem with the Sixers is the big part of the sale is the young talent, but it's just too young. Right? I mean, Kevin Durant could have gone anywhere. Remember Boston talked to him? The Golden State Warriors weren't the only team that made the pitch to Kevin Durant. Boston at the time, no established guy. Remember, they they had just gotten, they were going to get Al Horford, but they didn't have Al Horford. He went to a place to which they didn't just say, hey, you're going to get space and play with other shooters, but we got a bunch of veteran guys who understand the little things it takes how to win these big games. And it's played out as such. Absolutely played out as such. Man, I'm bummed. I nailed all three picks for all the games. Completely nailed them. Told you the first one would be a close game. It was, luckily, it was 10. It wasn't 12. The spread was 12. Um, the second one we didn't have on air, but I told everybody about how I thought the game would go. It did. And yesterday, correct me if I'm wrong, music, you picked the Cavs? I did, yes. Ramos, you picked the Cavs? That's affirmative, Doug. And the Cavs were underdogs, were home dogs. And that line shrunk, went from four and a half to three and a half at tip-off. And I liked the Warriors as favorites on the road. I was even questioning it. Look, I think this series is going to be misreported, misremembered. People are going to think of it the dominance of the Warriors. It hasn't been a dominant playoffs. hasn't been a dominant finals. These games, were, game one, game three, were very much in doubt, were very much exciting. But we are results, not process oriented. The process of this have been good, but I'm I am I am bummed because I think now we all know it's over, right? We all know it's over, and now you almost wish it was like a men's league game, <laughs> where teams it's up twenty, time. and then you're just like, "Are you guys good? Good." Don't get me wrong. I mean, I know there's still one game to win. But do you really think the Warriors can't win one game out of four? Two more at home? I don't know. I'm bummed. Although, you know, kind of into World Cup. Sort of. Sort of. Hmm. But I got movies I got to see. Movies I got to see. All right. uh, We still have a lot to get to. Here's what I want to do. Kevin Durant seems to be looking at options outside 
of the, is Kevin Durant looking at options outside the Bay Area? I'll tell you next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brad Stevens will join us tomorrow. The Brad, as he's known, the Brad. Cubs win! Cubs win! Hi, the Cubs win! You, you guys know where my affinity for watching Cubs games comes from, don't you? Want to take a shot, Ramos? I believe it's because, well, was it because WGN was on the cable and that's the only games... That and the Braves, right, where the two teams are really on all the time. Part of it, Cubs first baseman who led the 90s in hits was named? Mark Grace. Mark Grace. Mark Grace went to what high school? Oh, that I don't know. Tustin High School. Okay. Tustin Tustin High School. So if you go to Chicago Joe's Pizza, okay, anywhere 91 through 95 at lunchtime, you sneak out. Mr. Reynolds, it's Jason Reynolds, who's now a chef in Vegas. He's my high school teammate. He's also a football player, played at Arizona State. If If you could avoid Mr. Reynolds with a security guard, (laughs) <laughs> There's always one. Right? He had his little go his little golf cart. He's chasing around, watching kids, trying to hop the fence. You sneak out. You avoid Mr. Reynolds. You go down to Chicago Joe's Pizza. Seniors could go off campus. Freshmen through juniors could not. Go to Chicago Joe's Pizza. $2.50, two slices, and a Coke. And you watch the Cubs game. How the Cubs win! Anyway. Let's do a game, shall we? I mean, let's get to the press, shall we? The press. Road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you uh, understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge. Gained more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at farmers.com. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Hmm. Dan Bayer. Dan Bayer. Dan Bayer. What do you got? I went home for lunch in high school and watched Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket yeah. Sweep. Yes. Nice. Favorite uh, high school lunch was? I don't know. I never ate at the school. I just went home. No, I mean, what would you yeah. have? Um, chicken patties, probably. Wow. Yeah. Um, have you ever had these uh, chips called Takis? I've seen them. I haven't had them. Okay. Music, you've had them? Oh, right. Takis are great. They're amazing. Are they, I, I'm sorry. Have they been around a long time? I don't think particularly long. Okay, so Takis are really good. They're like a kind of they're that uh, chili... What, how would you describe chili lime? So flavor? they're basically like tortilla chips rolled up, but then they're rolled up right. and they're yeah, it's basically like hot Cheeto coating, but it's a little bit more like chili lime. Okay, yeah, chili lime. So did you know Doritos made like Takis Killers? What's Takis Killers? They basically copied Takis. They they like the exact same thing, only they're Doritos. So last night at my house, we did the Takis challenge to see which my kids. You know, like, close your eyes. I give you one, I give you the other. Can you identify which is which? Do you which one do they like? They all like Takis better, but Doritos is as like, dude, the, you you don't you don't own the rights to chili lime flavor. We're gonna do it. Dan Byer is the chip master around here <laughs> oh, at Rock Sports Radio. No, it's it's not because I'm the chip master. It's I just eat a lot of a couple of kinds of chips. Been on a real su- a cheddar and sour cream kick over these last couple of uh, your, weeks. Your, your breath is probably ripe. <laughs> uh, okay, hold on though. Since we're on this chip discussion, and I know we got to get to the press, um, rank your chip flavors 
in order. Okay. Dan Byer, you go first. You're the chip connoisseur. Um, Not just what you're on now, but all time. Okay. If it's got to be all time, then that changes the conversation. All time, number three would be all five. dressed. Five. Oh, five? Yep. Okay. You got traditional. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I've. Yeah, I've, can we just do three? Yeah. <laughs> the top 24. Others receiving votes. Um, yeah, just let me do three. I'll do okay. uh, all dressed, sour cream and onion, two, and number one barbecue. Go ahead, uh, Ryan. I'll go with uh, I do. I'll put takis at three, okay. and then I'll go the Maui sweet onion two. Wow! And then little, uh, little Miss Vickers, cheddar sour cream number one. Ooh, all bad breath. What do you got there, Ramos? Uh, I'm gonna say salt and vinegar. Yo, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Thank number you. three, salt and vinegar, salt. sour cream number two, and of course my favorite barbecue. Barbecue has to be one. Okay, uh, there's something wrong with you. Um, I didn't know they had sour cream chips. That's it. Sour cream. Who needs the onion? Sour <laughs> cream sorry. and onions. <laughs> Um, I, I I I struggle with I love Takis, but Cool Ranch Doritos is a three. Okay, number two is uh, salt and vinegar, and number one is barbecue. Barbecue is it's amazing. Like I I really don't want to eat chips, but like if you put barbecue chips and barbecue chips, any of these chips by the way, really good. And I'm not a sandwich guy anymore, but you put them inside a sandwich and the sandwich gets crunchy. Oh, amazing! All right, what do you got there, Dan? Well, uh, let me just say one other thing because I've said it on this network before. I am doing you a favor if you just go and buy a bag of Ruffles All Dressed. It is one of the best potato chips you will ever taste. People don't know what they is are. Is that like the everything bagel of chips? It's a little bit, of, yeah, kind of like that. It's a little sweet, a little savory. They are magnificent. All right, let's get to the press. 76ers owner Joshua Harris spoke to reporters today following the resignation of President Brian Colangelo. What drove the decision on Brian was... You know, I guess his belief and our belief that, um, you know, his effectiveness leading the organization, given what had been, you know, come out on social media, was apparent. Okay. We buy that? Do we, do we really think that he couldn't, like, Kevin Durant was right, able, right. he had his own burner accounts where he was, do, do we, are we okay with that? Right. I'm, I'm fine with it. We had the discussion last week. I understand that he can't do his job anymore because of it, but I don't know. Yeah, that's the reason. I buy it. You don't? I, I yeah. look. I I think yes, and look. I just I don't know how many people buy the buy the actual story. So, um, I, I think it would have been hard, but I do think that on some level, I I never understand how teams preach loyalty and trustworthiness, and then. When a guy does something and they do an investigation and he had nothing to do with it, it was just his wife. Like, all right, so where do we draw the line with that? Does that mean if a player's wife tweets something? I guess it's because there was some private information that was tweeted out. I think he actually could have survived this. I really actually do. Yeah. I, I think this opens the door to get somebody LeBron friendly enough. Warriors forward Andre Iguodala probable for tomorrow's Game 4 of the NBA Finals with that knee contusion. He did return last night and played 22 minutes. I thought he was good. I thought he was, look, he, he he made a couple of dunks and layups. He obviously passes the ball well. He was He's good defensively, but he didn't bring a ton to the table. He was still better than the inexperience of Jordan Bell. Um, you know, Swaggy P. Did you notice Kevon Looney didn't see the floor? Right. So if you want to know why the Warriors struggled down the stretch of the season, it was, they weren't playing Iguodala more. They were playing all these other guys more. That bench is just not strong 
once you get past Iguodala, and that had been exposed, and they closed up some of that exposure last night. Yeah. Rachel Nichols of ESPN said kind of in a passing comment today on her show on the network that Kevin Durant told her that he's coming back to the Warriors next season. Yeah, I think he wanted to put a, 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 you know, he didn't want a statement out. But what happened was they were having a discussion and Vince Carter or Tracy McGrady is like, man, why don't you just leave? Right. You finally got the respect that you earned. And she's like, well, I just talked to him. And he said, guys, he's re-signing with the Warriors. No questions asked. It does also point out to me that like some of these former players that are on TV, they forget that now they're in the media and these are questions you need to ask, right? You need to ask. Like you can text anybody. If these Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, they text anybody they want in the league and if they don't know them and they can get that answer. They don't even try. Tiger Woods is going to play the first two rounds of the U.S. Open in a group with Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson. Thomas, number one in the world. Johnson, number two. Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson, and Rory McIlroy playing in the saving group the Next week at the I've, US I've never been to a major, okay? Our radio show will be 3 to 6 Eastern time live from Shinnecock. If I'm going to follow a group, is this the group that I follow? Do I do the, the follow the group or do I wait on a hole? Which is better? Um, I follow the group. Follow the group. And do I follow Tiger? Um, yeah, you won't get as close as you want, but you just get a feel of how the round goes. It's better that way. How do you... I, it's better than better than watching it on TV? The... No, no. Watching golf on TV is is the best way to do it. There, if you want to watch golf, stay at home. If you want to experience the event, go to a tournament. What else you got? Um. Oh, Julian Edelman facing a four-game ban for a PED violation. Edelman has been a part of the TB12 program, working four. out under Tom Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero. Yeah. Four. Look, I, I don't think this has to do with Alex Guerrero. I would, I'd like to think, I don't know if I'd like to think, I'd like to suspect that this is a guy who... He's trying to cheat a step coming back from injury at 32 years old. And it's really hard. Um, this is one, though, that the four-game suspension shouldn't be enough from my perspective. They, they should find a way to punish a guy because, like, look, this is part of the league. If you're a young guy trying to get into the league who's not hurt, this should help you. This should help your argument that this is what old guys have to do to stay in the league. Uh, how about this for Johnny Ramos quickly? Jock Peterson began the game with a home run. He steps in and drills one to center field. Barté going back, way back, and it's gone! A home run! What a day for Peterson. Two home runs and a double. He's knocked in three. He has scored three, and the Dodgers lead by five. One game oh, over wow. 500 now, huh? Yeah, AM570 on the call. Dodgers beat the Pirates 8-7. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. So hockey game tonight? Yeah, game five. Caps and Golden Knights in Vegas, 8 o'clock Eastern. So this uh, could come to an end in Vegas? It could. Yeah. Well, they always say uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Not true. <laughs> it's not true. Not true. First, I mean, like, look, if the Stanley Cup is won in Vegas, it doesn't stay in Vegas. Debt doesn't stay in Vegas. Marriage doesn't stay in Vegas. STDs don't stay in Vegas. Right? So, I mean, lots of things get out of Vegas. We'll see if the Vegas Golden Knights get out of Vegas. Brad Stevens tomorrow will get you ready for maybe the last basketball game of the season. Doug Gottlieb Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 